Welcome to the Becoming Eva podcast, where we discuss real-life issues from a woman's perspective. Becoming Eva seeks to break the silence within the female community while fostering authenticity, transparency, and healing. We're We're your hosts, Latoya Moore and Maya Dawson. Let's get started. Good morning. Good morning. Becoming Eva audience, how are you guys doing? How are you doing, Maya? I'm doing good. It's it's been a full week I, by the time Friday came, and I think because it was it's it's been cloudy and groggy all week, like wet. It just kind of made me like not want to get up like every single day. Like this would be great to stay in the bed, but by the time I got to Friday, I was like, "Come on, let's go. It's time <laughs> for the weekend." So yes. it was a good week, though. How about you? How was Mine your was week? Good. It was really busy yeah. as usual. Very busy mm-hmm. in the Moore household. Holding <laughs> down with three kids. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so last good week stuff. we talked about the whole woman. Yes. This week we're going to be focusing on beauty from the inside out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so. Yes. How do you define beauty? You know, it took me a while to um, kind of come to a solid definition. I mean, I would say from the world standards, I should say beauty is whatever makes somebody attractive or something attractive, whatever draws you to that person. But it took a while for me to realize what it is that draws people to something. You know, um, it could be external, but it could be internal, you know. So for me, Base level, beauty is whatever makes somebody attractive or whatever causes someone to be drawn to them or it. And I think for me, beauty definitely stems from Mm -hmm, mm self-confidence. If someone has confidence in Mm themselves, they radiate a glow. And you can always tell when people have low self-esteem. Yeah, yeah. They slouch or they don't don't make eye contact with you when they're talking. It's very evident. And I think as people and as women in particular, we have to have self-confidence in order to feel beautiful. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that's where that internal component comes from, because where does your confidence come from? I mean, you know, people have confidence that could be based on, you know, what people may say or what people may think, or they could have confidence based on how they feel about themselves, you know, which is really what the lasting confidence is going to be, you know, and now, you know, there's, you know, the new term Godfidence, you know, confidence found in God, which is great, which is great, but it takes some steps to get there where you can actually embrace and walk in that Godfidence, if you will. So, but that confidence is really important. So we definitely gonna spend some time talking about that today. How you get your confidence so you can be beautiful from the inside out. So I've been pondering that question all week. Mm-hmm. The question you asked was, where, when did you first realize that you were beautiful? Yeah. And I have been pondering that <laughs> all week long. I'm like, God, when did I actually realize that I was yeah. beautiful? Did I ever really realize I was beautiful? And so I started thinking, Lord, I remember my dad saying when I was really young, someday some man is going to sweep you off your feet. Oh. And so my mom, you know, uh-huh. of course moms are always going to say, oh, you're beautiful. Yeah. So... Even then, I can't even really say that's where it came from. Mm -hmm. And then I started thinking, what about those cat calls? Uh I always had Uh cat calls Uh growing uh up. 
And girls didn't like me. Uh-huh. I never had. I wonder why, Toy. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's I a whole other conversation. Go ahead. I never had <laughs> friends that were girls yeah. until I was in college. A lot like, of hateration, probably. They mm-hmm. did not mm-hmm. like me. They used mm-hmm. to say things like, oh, you you think you're too good. You're stuck up. I'm like, why would yeah. they say that? I mean, I was a quiet person, uh-huh, uh-huh. so I didn't really talk a lot, mm-hmm. but they always make comments in reference to my hair or my mm-hmm, skin color. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't help the way that God made me. Why do you, why do you think... I'm stuck up. You stepping, you stepping based, on landmines. Based yeah. on what I look like. Yeah. And so it was hard for me growing up, even feeling beautiful. Yeah. But the cat calls were validating. Mm. And that's not always healthy. And so I've been pondering that all mm-hmm. week. And during my devotion this week, we've we've been reading the story about Leah yeah. and Rachel. Yeah. Now, if you don't know about the story about Leah and Rachel, <laughs> they're sisters. And Rachel, and I believe in the Bible, it talks about her body being very beautiful and her physically being a beautiful person. Mm-hmm. And poor little Leah, I know. they talk about her weak eyes and, <laughs> you know, how she's not her weak eyes. attractive. And I was like, well, dang, even her daddy didn't validate her. If you think about it, because he told her to sleep with Jacob. Like, he helped trick her. Well... Well, trick Jacob. Yeah. And so... He was like, you need to be married first, so... Right. We Let's get you married first, uh-huh. because I don't think she the somebody's oldest. gonna... Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's checking for you. Nobody's <laughs> catcalling you. Which is, you know, what I, w- what I was thinking I about you. this week. Got nobody's you. Go checking ahead. for Leah, so yeah. let, me, let me get her married off. Gotcha. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's awful how Leah must have felt not being validated number one by her dad yeah and not being validated by her husband mm-hmm. because um Laban her her dad um told Jacob that if you work for me for another seven years mm-hmm. you can have Rachel mm-hmm. and so like the next week yeah. he married Rachel yeah and I I was just imagining how she must have felt in competition with her sister, mm-hmm. like Jacob loves her more, but God gave Leah beauty for her ashes. Mm-hmm. He opened her womb, mm-hmm. and she ended up having six sons and a daughter. Yep. So she had seven kids in total. Yep. And poor little Rachel, yep. she struggled to conceive. Mm-hmm. And then the second birth of Benjamin is when she died died during yeah. childbirth. Yeah. And so I've been meditating on that all week and just thinking about how Leah was still very blessed and still very beautiful from mm-hmm. the inside. Mm-hmm. God gave her a full life, mm-hmm. gave her many children. She's considered the mother of the Israelites. The lineage of Jesus was born through Rachel. Yeah, absolutely. And so I've been thinking about how sometimes we are waiting on validation even from our husbands we can't even look we can't even look to them for validation yeah and i mean there's been times when i have 
felt unattractive, especially like having children mm-hmm. and the things that it does to your body, mm-hmm. my bust size, my stretch marks, and just like so many things to me that makes me feel unattractive. Yeah. And I can't look to Ryan for validation you, to yeah. let me know that I'm still beautiful. And so in the in the mirror, I have to remind myself that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. Like the scripture says, in spite of my physical appearance, because mm-hmm. beauty is going to fade. Yeah, absolutely. And so I've just been really meditating on that story of Leah and Rachel and how Leah, she, she was beautiful in God's mm-hmm. eyes. Even though she may not have been beautiful in men's standards, she was very beautiful. Yeah. And I think her, you know, God blessing her womb, which is why he blessed her womb, because, you know, Jacob really wasn't digging her like that, you know, helped to make her attractive to him because she was, you know, she was giving him sons. She was yielding him sons. But I, you, so many gems you touched on. I just need to go back for a minute because it was <laughs> so much back. stuff. So Let's much stuff. <laughs> OK, so first of all, you talked about validation from your father. I don't think as women, we realize how important that is. And I'm talking first and foremost about right now. I won't say first and foremost, like most importantly, but here on earth, first and foremost, I would say your earthly father, validation from your earthly father, as far as beauty is concerned, is very important for us women. And I don't think we realize how important it is until we don't get it or unless we don't get it, if that makes sense, because it causes us to look for it in other places. So hearing that at a young age, you know, and being exposed to that at a, that type of unconditional love at an early age is really edifying for us women. Like it builds us up and it gives us a model of what true unconditional love should look like. So that first And foremost, that validation from your father, I think, is important when it comes to beauty. And it shapes us, whether we realize it or not, whether we get it or not, it shapes us later on in life. Then, okay, we got to go. We got to go here. Let's talk about the light skin with the long hair. Let's let's talk about it. The light, I mean, for so long, I think that has been the standard of beauty externally, you know, especially for black women. You know, it's like, OK, you know, if you're not if you're not if if you're not light skinned, do you have long hair or if you're not um, um, if you don't have long hair, are you light skinned? You know, what I mean, like something in there fits, you know, and then we can throw in body image, you know, because I know for me, that was a huge deal growing up, you know, I weight for me has always been a challenge. And there were certain seasons when I was, you know, slimmer than others. But even then, I don't think I fully appreciated myself. I think just now in this day and age, is society even embracing the curvy woman, you know, and we could have a whole nother conversation on that. Because I, you know, to a certain extent, you know, even even with the conversation that's going on right now, or the controversy between Lizzo and Jillian Michael, where it's like okay curvy is great health is another we can have that whole conversation yes. like because i don't want the rise of the curvy woman to be also a rise in high blood pressure and diabetes because that's not good either so you know health is great and i think that contributes to your confidence as well from the inside out but all of those things that you mentioned shape how we perceive beauty whether we realize it or not were we validated as children you know by our family by the men in our lives first and foremost by by the father figures if we had one you know and then what was put on television you know was it what was the standard of beauty there you know in some cases you know it may not have even been women of color if you are a woman of color it may have just been um 
Caucasian women or women of European descent. So then you really start to feel like, okay, am I beautiful at all? You know, and then there's hair. Girl, we actually were going <laughs> to dedicate this whole episode to hair, like hair, literally, wigs, yes, hair, all weaves, of it. afros, all of that, because, you know, there's beauty in all of it. But the mo- the question becomes the motivation behind it. Like, do you feel like you have to have a weave? Do you feel like you have to wear a wig? Do you feel like you can't rock your natural hair? You know, and now, thankfully, there's there's more of an evol- evolution where natural hair is becoming more accepted but even as in the realm of natural hair hair itself you've got this is Toya's natural hair my (laughs) hair don't look like that am I okay with that is that this you know what I mean like everybody wishes okay my natural hair I still want it to you know be long and wavy and you know my natural hair may not be that way but it's still just as beautiful and you will see it soon right now girl I'm rocking a protective <laughs> style because I number one I feel like messing with it wrestling with it every week and I'm just trying to take a break but you'll see the many phases of Maya's hair shortly if you go to our website you can see some of my natural hair uh, but anyway, <laughs> anyway like the hair journey is real so is. I mean you talk about so many different things that contribute to our definition of beauty which is what I want to ask you like what I mean your journey as far as you know the whole aspect of beauty how have you viewed or defined beauty over the years and where has it brought you to today well it's hard for me to actually pinpoint how I really define Mm -hmm, mm because I don't think I ever really realized that I was beautiful Mm. and you know, like I was saying, ever I was getting, Toya, ever. Uh, well, like I was saying, I think I realized I was beautiful by the cat calls. Okay, I okay. was being validated by the cat calls. Okay, and that's not that. I'm saying that should not be my. That shouldn't mm-hmm. have been my validation mm-hmm. because men, I was mm-hmm. being, I guess, the attention I was getting. Yeah. from men based off of me having light skin. Gotcha. Hey, red bone. I was about to say, when you come down to the South, shorty red bone. That was it for me. Shorty red bone. I was like, (laughs) oh, no. I absolutely hated Mm -hmm, those comments. mm -hmm. But, you know, I would look in the mirror and say, well, yeah, maybe I am beautiful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's where it originated for me. Gotcha. And I really used to hate when, and this comment still comes. I still have to battle this comment. People would say, what you mix with? Oh, no. What do you mix with? Because it almost felt like they were saying, you have to be mixed with something to be that beautiful. You have to be mixed with something to Mm -hmm. have that type of hair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely despise that comment. And I still get that comment today. How do you respond? Woman, like, what do you say? Well, at one time, I would say I mix with fine and fine. Uh oh, hey, my, my mom, my daddy, fine. <laughs> That's what I mix with people. Okay, <laughs> stop asking me that question. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm African American, yeah. Okay, I have curly hair, wavy hair, yeah. That's how God hey. made me. It's the hair that grows out of my you ain't put, I got a little Indian <laughs> in me, you ain't. No, you I didn't even. Said. I didn't. I. I don't even entertain that stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe like way back down the line. I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure everybody yeah. got a little something. Yeah, yeah. But in today's <sighs> standards, I got my you. mama black, my daddy black. Okay, people. Okay. Yeah. And 
Raising three girls. Oh, my goodness. They all have different hair textures. Mm-hmm. One has super coarse hair. Mm-hmm. It's like a curly afro. Mm-hmm. One has super fine hair mm-hmm. where you can put some water on it, put a little oil, oil moisturizer, twirl it with your fingers, and it produces these beautiful spiral curls. Gotcha. It's very fin- uh, thin mm-hmm. and fine. Mm-hmm. And some people might refer to it as white people's hair. Good hair. That's what they honestly or good would hair. say. Good hair. Good but hair. Go ahead. And then another daughter is kind of in between, mm-hmm. still curly. You know, her hair mm-hmm. does best with like twist outs mm-hmm. and twisting her hair. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when I'm doing their hair, they'll say, oh, I want my hair to look like this one. Yeah. And I want my hair to look like that one. I'm like, mm, but your hair doesn't quite do it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't quite, you know. Yeah. And so I have to boost up their self-esteem even at an early mm-hmm. age and say, well, baby, your hair is beautiful mm-hmm. the way it is. You know, don't compare yourself to yeah. your sister. Don't. Com- this is how God made you. Mm-hmm. And this is the hair that God gave you. So let's, we're going to work with what God yeah. gave, gave you because wow. all of my girls have, you know, mm-hmm. natural hair mm-hmm. and it, different hair textures. So I use different hair products mm-hmm. for their hair, mm-hmm. but I want them to feel beautiful mm-hmm. with how God made them yeah. and not want their hair to be straightened all the time. Like sometimes I'll straighten their mm-hmm. uh, straighten their hair, but most time it's natural and I mm-hmm. want them to be comfortable with being who they are and yeah. who God made them. And I tell them that they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. I tell them that their hair is beautiful, baby. Your hair is pretty. You know, I, yeah. I try to boost that up in them because I don't want the world to make them feel like they're not beautiful enough. Yeah. And what you're doing right now, especially at that age, is so important because we don't realize how early our definition of beauty is shaped, you know. But that age is when it starts. And if if you aren't instilling, like, you know, um, self-esteem and um, positive self-image in them at that time, then it could easily be shaped by somebody else or something else you know and then you know just warped and thrown off course even further down the line so it's really important like you're shaping the next generation so thank god for you toya for real (laughs) (laughs) thank god thank god for you you. thank you so okay so have you determined when you personally felt beautiful or is it still kind of ongoing conversation for you i think it's an ongoing conversation Mm -hmm. um i've been like i said i've been pondering that question Mm -hmm. all week with god Mm -hmm. and he made me beautiful at an early age whether i realized it or not yeah i don't know at one point at what point in my life Mm -hmm. that i that i just truly thought that i was beautiful gotcha um but i've always had attention from guys mm-hmm. and that should not be the way that we validate ourselves. Yeah. It should not be. But I've always felt beautiful, I mm-hmm. guess, since high school when I had a boyfriend mm-hmm. and guys would try to steal me from him uh-huh. when I when I started dating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were my boyfriend was kind of crazy. Oh Lord, <laughs> don't so, cross them. So they would Whew. they would kind of slick try to, you know, <laughs> Why don't you um, date somebody that's kind of in the <laughs> IB classes like you? And why are you dating him? Uh-huh, you know, type uh-huh. of stuff. But I've always felt beautiful, even in college. 
uh, when I would have attention from guys. And that should not be your validation. Like, if you're not yeah. getting attention from guys, you're still beautiful. Well, let's say why that shouldn't be, okay? Let's um, say why. Let's, let's draw it all the way out. Let's say, okay, you get attention at a young age from boys. You grow up, you're on Instagram. You, you know, you're an IG model. You're doing your thing. You got, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers and everybody is loving on you. What happens when they get to know you, first of all? Are they still going to love you? Hopefully they will, you know. What happens when you get pregnant? Are they still going to love you? What happens, you know, if, you know, you're in a horrible accident and something causes you to be, you know, dismembered or whatever or scarred terribly? Are they still going to love you? The point I'm trying to make is what's external is great. Don't get me wrong. Like we all should strive to look our best and to be our best. But the external is fleeting. It's not going to last. And you want to attract people to you that are going to love you beyond how you look. Beyond how I, I will use myself as an example. I thank God for my husband. He has seen every phase of Maya. We'll just talk about the hair. He's seen every phase of Maya. When we got married, I had a long blonde weave down my back. Was looking cute. Yes, you were, girl. Okay, you without weave. Talking about some what you mix with. <laughs> Somebody's about is she Hispanic? Was God was taking it all. I was <laughs> drinking it all in. Okay, so anyways, that's how I looked when we got married. Now, of course. We're dating. We dated for about four or five years. He knew how my hair was and everything. But that's just something that I wanted to do on our wedding day. So he seen me and weave, you know, fast forward a year and a half later, I get diagnosed with cancer. Uh, guess what? Your hair is about to come out. It's going to come out. I was bald for, oh, probably a good. Well, I was bald, bald for about six months. My hair did start growing back. But then I had I had to rock the short fro. I probably could have done a wig. I think for me, wigs probably is one thing that I have not tried, even though they're becoming much more popular. But I mean, he kissing the bald head, loving the bald head. Thank God for my husband. Thank thank God for that. You know, but I will say I was cute when I had no hair either, because thank God my eyebrows were still there and they was on fleek. So thank God for that. But anyway, you know, (laughs) so literally to go from, you know, weave down your back to bald head in, you know, less than two years you know and then from there the short naturals you know he's he's seen it all you know and so to experience that type of unconditional love I was grateful that I married the right person because if he was expecting me to have a blind weave down my back the rest of my life we might have a problem you know if he was expecting me, me to be a certain size the rest of my life we might have a problem you know so all that to say you want to make sure while the external is great that you are draw are drawing and attracting the people that will love you like unconditionally you know regardless whether you look your best or you look your worst they want you want people to love you from the inside out you know which is why beauty from the inside out is so important i would say for me when i discovered that i truly was beautiful um and i mean i went i kind of had the ebbs and flows growing up like what you were talking about some days you might have the cat calls you know some days it might people might be looking right over me asking me about my friend you know i might be in the friend zone i don't know i had different seasons in my life but 
Um, all that to say, when I got to college and I really, really honed in on my relationship with God, one of my favorite verses, and you actually quoted it, was in um, Psalm 139, where that whole that whole book or that whole chapter, excuse me, is like my favorite because it just talks about God knowing us so intimately. And I felt like when I really honed in on that um, chapter in the Bible, I got my swag, if I'm honest. Like, that's where I got my confidence because I was like, I really am fearfully and wonderfully made. And I really am like, you know, there's no one else like me, you know, from the inside out. And so once I got that, then it like triggered something on the outside. And literally, and to this day, I will hear people always say, you're glowing, you're glowing, you know. And for me, I mean, yes, I, I do have a skin regimen. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> I but the glow for me is coming from the inside out. It's because I, you know, I'm I know I'm loved by the most high. I know yes. that I'm valued and appreciated by the most high. And that exudes from me. You know, if I'm just walking down the street, you know, I could catch somebody's eye. If I'm in conversation with somebody or if I walk into a room, you know, they're drawn to me. And it's because of that inner confidence. So, yes. yeah. So I would say um, tell us a little bit. Well, we talked a little bit about, about your journey, but is there any, is there, when did you, I guess, realize that your beauty was impacted from the inside out? Like they were connected, if when, you will. When I started getting closer to God, for me. Gotcha. When I started getting closer to God, I think that's when I really realized mm -hmm. that I was, it was deeper than my physical appearance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was loved by God. Mm -hmm. And I even remember in Sunday school as a kid, we had these mirrors mm -hmm. and the Sunday school teacher, and I don't even remember her name. And I think I still have the mirror. I couldn't find it. Wow. She wrote on it, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That's awesome. And it's a mirror and we would she made us quote it and look at ourselves in mm -hmm. the mirror. And I don't remember how old I was, but when I got a little older mm -hmm. and started really getting into that intimate relationship with God, I was reminded that that woman planted a seed back when I was a, a young kid. And mm. I can't even remember who she was. I just remember the activity. Yeah. And I still have the mirror somewhere in my house. But... When I really started embodying the fruits of the spirit mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and those fruits started becoming evident as part of my life of love and joy and peace and patience, I believe that's when I started to have more self-love. Yeah. And that's when I truly felt beautiful. That's awesome. Is when I felt, when, when I started to learn how God sees me. Yeah. Yeah, that's really important because, I mean, we talk about, um, you know, beauty being from the inside out. And but the importance of that is I know plenty of people that are attractive on the outside. But as soon as they open their mouth, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I do not want to talk to this person. I do not <laughs> want to know them like at all, you know, and that part that you're talking about, like the fruit of the spirit 
that's ultimately what is going to attract people to you. And that's ultimately what's going to keep people in relationship with you because you don't want people to just go, oh, she's cute. She's beautiful. What have you. But as soon as you open your mouth, they like on to the next, you know, like <laughs> who, who else? Who else is in here? Beautiful that I can talk to or build a relationship with. Like the fruit of the spirit is what's going to keep people. And that's that's the importance of being beautiful from, from the inside out. That's where, where the beauty from the inside out comes out. So let's talk about beauty regimens, you know, and we could talk about beauty regimens, you know, from the inside as well as from the outside. But what do you do to look and feel better? For me, I work out. Mm-hmm. I try to work out at least three to five times, mm-hmm. depending on the work week. Um, I try to eat healthy, mm-hmm. healthy foods. I try to wear clothes that looks best for my body type. Got you. So I like to get my, I like to do my own hair. Mm-hmm. I don't really go get my hair done mm-hmm. very often. Mm-hmm. But when my hair is looking nice and I've been working out, I feel more, I feel beautiful. Yeah. And I try to take care of my skin. Mm-hmm. Skin is a big one for me. I like using bio oil mm-hmm. on my skin for like my acne mm-hmm. marks. Mm-hmm. Um, when I became pregnant, mm-hmm. I broke out in a lot of acne on gotcha. my face. And so I'm still kind of battling those scars mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and taking care of my skin. Yeah. So what about you? I would say for me. Oh, and drinking water. Yeah, I was going to say. Drinking water. That's water a big is one. huge. <laughs> like, and my mother taught me at an early age to drink your water. And even to this day, if somebody's like, I have a headache, I'm like, are you hydrated? <laughs> like, cause yes, you, just, you say that all the time I to me. <laughs> When I have a headache, you're like, have you been drinking your water? You just don't realize how important <laughs> water is. And it's connected to so many different things, you That's know. Um, so, but yeah, water, water is key. So yes, working out is good. It definitely helps me feel better. You know, what I put in my body, I'm learning a lot to pay attention to that. You know, um, being a cancer survivor, I started, once I discovered I was in remission, I was like, okay, God, help me to be found faithful <laughs> with the second chance that you have given me, Lord. And so... I did a lot of research on what you put in your body, you know, and have really been trying to be intentional about cutting out processed foods because they just make me feel ugh, like they make me feel bloated. They make me feel sluggish. They just don't make me feel my best self. So I really try to focus on putting in whole foods, foods that came out of the ground, you know, um, and, and not haven't been in a factory somewhere um, made to look and feel and smell a certain type of way. You know, a lot of people say shop the periphery of the grocery store mm. instead of hitting the aisles you know so I really try to um, hone in on those types of things because they just make me feel better you know like really physically feel better I will also say too what I have had to discover when we're talking about inside beauty is I really have to assess how I feel internally like am I harboring any bitterness you know is there are there people I need to forgive because that kind of stuff affects how you look as well You know, if you're carrying unforgiveness, it can change your whole countenance, your whole demeanor. You can become very angry, very defensive, you know, which does not make you attractive people. It just doesn't, you know, and even, you know, on the lighter notes, as far as females are concerned, a lot of us can be known to be petty. You know, if you petty all the time, okay, that's not cute all the time. Like you need to like 
let stuff go, release stuff, you know. So I really monitor that kind of stuff and try to, you know, um, bring things up when I as soon as I sense them to lay them before God immediately and say, okay, God, help me to figure this out. You know, or if I if I feel like I had a crazy conversation with somebody, I may need to go back and be like, hey, you know, are we good? My tone maybe wasn't the greatest or what have you, because all of that stuff affects how I feel, you know, and all of that stuff affects how people perceive me, you know, um, and I consider that to be a part of my beauty regimen as well, you know. Um, externally, I will say clothing wise, and I was going to ask you um, to give some tips on this because a lot of women don't necessarily know what um, what style of clothing is best for their shape, you know. So you may need to ask someone, you know, somebody close to you, you know, take them shopping with you and be like, hey, let me try this or let me try that, you know, to see what cut works best for you. But to hone in on those, I know when I find um, something from me that I get a lot of compliments on um, or that I really find myself to be cute in, then I'm like, okay, let me see who that designer is because maybe I need to include them more, you yes. know. Um, and and to hone in on that, you know, from a clothing piece, you know, from a hair piece, uh, my regimen changes, you know, I'm probably, I probably have my hair out natural maybe half of the year and then the other half of the year I either have it braided, I may straighten it, I'll probably straighten it like once or twice a year I don't straighten it often because my hair it will like shrink up as soon as I start like working out or you know so I do it like in the dead of winter <laughs> when I can't really sweat a lot sweat it out a lot you know and so I might straighten it once or twice a year but other than that I'll you know I'll have it out half of the year and then I'll have it usually braided up the other half of the year just because I need a break my hair is thick and I don't feel like dealing with it all the time like I'm like oh my gosh so but um but yeah, beauty regimen looks differently for that. Um, and then as far as skin and makeup is concerned for skin, and a lot of people ask me like, what do you put on your skin? Your skin is so clear. But I wish I could tell you I had this whole process, this whole routine. I'm pretty simple with my stuff. You know, I use Dove. I use oil of Olay, you know, I don't wear a lot of makeup, you know, you may see me, I may put some powder on for this so that my face isn't looking <laughs> shiny, you know, I might put something on my lips, that's like my makeup to me, but I'm not really big on makeup, you know, there were times when I did have to wear more makeup because I was on a stage or being recorded or what have you, and I literally didn't know what to do, so I brought somebody along that did, you know, a really good friend of mine who's a makeup artist, I was like, can, I, can you come makeup shopping with me and you can help me? you know know what to pick and how to put it on so but I bring those things out bring those things up I should say because it's important to realize you know you may not have all the answers if you need somebody to help you with undergarments or you know with clothes or hair or makeup or have you find somebody you know you trust you admire and they seem to be pretty strong in that area and say hey can you give me some tips or can you you know come to my house and comb through my closet and say hey this works that doesn't work or you should try this with that you know, like I think all of that kind of stuff is important and helpful, too, with your beauty regimen. And then when you find something that works, rock it. You know what I'm saying? Like rock that thing for real. Um, and so I would say um, don't be afraid to ask for help. You know what I mean? That's really, really key. So water we talked about. That's very important. Hydration is key. Um, I think that's it. I mean, 
Yeah, to look and feel, but I will pamper myself. I love a good massage. Yes. I'll get a massage, girl. I'll get my feet done. I'm bigger on getting my feet done than I am getting my nails done just because I feel like I can become infatuated. Like, oh, I chipped a nail. I got to go back and get it. And I'm just not that girl. I'm like, I'll keep them clean. <laughs> I'll keep them, you know, filed and keep it moving. But, um, but you know, massages are great for me. Pedicures are great for me. Anything else for you for your beauty regimen? say for me since my my body has changed mm-hmm. over the years mm-hmm. it's definitely changed yeah i've always been busty and struggled with uh, mm-hmm. my bus size mm-hmm. and when i was in high school playing sports volleyball basketball mm-hmm. running track i would have to wear two and three sports bras because yeah you know they would yeah move yeah <laughs> you guys drop who said strap them in them <laughs> and so <laughs> i'm sorry that's right hey our, our production i know they're probably looking at us like looking at us like and we oh don't have goodness. we don't have any females in here usually our female production team this? is here and they're like yeah girl i get it but it's all dudes and they're looking like okay, okay but carry on carry on move on <laughs> and so for me when I had kids, yeah. they got even bigger. My bus size got even bigger. And I was like, no, Lord, <laughs> no. And so I had to change, like, the types of shirts. Mm-hmm. I can't wear button-up shirts. You will never catch me in anything that buttons because okay. there always gaps. Gotcha. And I always have to wear camis. Mm-hmm. I still go to the gym and mm-hmm. work out um, with two and three sports bras. Mm-hmm. And... The last time, well, the last time I can remember going to the gym um, to a Zumba class, gotcha. and this woman came to, came up to me after class. Oh no! And she was like, "Hey, I noticed you in Zumba class, and oh, I was no. noticing um, your bus size." And I was like, "Oh man, she is just really." She's really over there struggling with that with her bus size. And I just had to tell you that, you know, I had the surgery done. Oh, oh. And, um, you know, I think that might be something you might want to look into because I got tired of people when they would first look at me, just look at my bus size. And that's what all they would notice. <gasps> and I was like, hmm. And, you know, I'm slow yeah. at processing things. So I didn't have any good... You know, I didn't have any good comebacks for her. I can't. But <laughs> what made her think I it was, was okay? Like, I don't know you, lady. <laughs> exactly. And she, she didn't know that I just had a baby, so they oh were even my extra gosh. big. Yeah. You know. You should have told her I'm breastfeeding right now. Can't really do that. I just, I was just like, wow. <laughs> if I, if I didn't have confidence in myself yeah. and in who I am. She would really have me out here defeated, feeling like mm-hmm. I don't need to be working out. Mm-hmm. And as women, we need to stop doing that to That's each a other. Mess. We really do. We need to stop doing, stop criticizing other people and like mind your business. Yeah. Like this is my body. I I know what my bus size looks like. I see myself in the mirror like every day, and I don't need you yeah. to point that out. And. Don't give me your unsolicited advice yeah. if I don't ask for it. That's a lot. And <laughs> and if I do ever get surgery, I'm not doing it for anybody, you know, yeah. else. And unless my doctor says, you know, you're having a lot of back issues, yeah, yeah. you know, health-wise, you need mm-hmm. to have it done. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, 
I'm gonna wear a supportive bra and as in a sports bra, and I'm gonna keep it moving keep and work it out. Moving. I'm, I'm gonna work out, and you can just you know not look at me. And hey, this when is when I'm working out. This for another episode, but I'm I'm sure Ryan is pleased. <laughs> so don't even don't even trip. Don't even trip. I'm sure he's good. I'm just saying. <laughs> as my as my as my husband burst out because he know he's good. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying. Don't even worry. It's all good. You know, Carry this, on. This podcast is for women. Anyway, <laughs> so if any men out there listening. Well, they know. know too. What's your favorite part of the woman? Some some choose the upper, some choose the lower. But I'm saying the part you're talking about, at least 50% out there, if not more like <laughs> don't change a thing. So don't even worry, girl. You good. Carry on. <laughs> so, I was saying, you made me get off track. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> to wear tops that look better on me yeah um you know and i can't wear a lot of things that you know accents yeah you pay attention to yeah um i know i mean i can't help but that's just how god made Mm -hmm. me and 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 there's i mean and there's let's talk a little bit about this the modesty component because as 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 women of god you want to look your best uh, but you don't want to be a thirst trap. Let's just be real. You, you just don't. You know, you want um, if you have a significant other, you want your your spouse to, you know, to a- admire the way you look. But you don't necessarily want other people looking at you. So you you know, trying to find that balance, trying to walk that line, you know, and, and a lot of Christians get, contra- you know, have. Uh, experience controversy around it you know there are people out the Megan Goods of the world you know the Erica Campbell's of the world that are you know accentuating certain body parts and other believers may feel like hey you know you don't need to be doing all that so let's talk a little bit about modesty and honestly I would say what's modest for LaToya is different than what's modest for Maya because it comes down to knowing your body type. You know, I mean, we could we could talk about, you know, other women that we know that have different body types. And I'm like, you can wear that and be absolutely okay, And, you know, and it be more than modest. But if I were to wear it, it would not be modest, you know. And so I think it boils down to you knowing your body type. And if you are busty or curvy or what have you, it doesn't mean you can't accentuate those parts of your body. But you have to be mindful about it. You know, um, my husband uses the word Cleveland for Cleveland cleavage. (laughs) So he's like, all right, Cleveland, you know, so when you see, you know, if I'm exposing a lot of cleavage, you know, so for me, I have to be mindful of that. Like, am I, you know, is there a gap or is there a space here that's drawing attention to that area? It doesn't mean I won't wear fitted tops at times. I will. But usually if I'm going to wear a fitted top, then my bottom may not be as tight, you know, right. Um, um, or if I'm going to do the whole shebang and do both, maybe we're on date night or what have you, you know, I'm going to make sure that I have incredibly supportive undergarments, like incredibly <laughs> supportive because you just want to make sure that everything holds together and is is nice. But you want to be careful, too, that you're you know, that you're not drawing the wrong type of attention. You know, that's really, really important. So, you know, I wish there was like a quick, you know, hey, one, two, three, when it comes to modesty, but it really does, in my opinion, boil down to body type. You know, you being mindful of the areas on your body that are accentuated more than others and making sure that, you know, it's okay to accentuate them, but that is not 
drawing too much of the wrong type of attention. And what's the wrong type of attention? Well, if you're married, it's somebody that you're not married to, like excessively drawing the wrong type of attention that way, like drawing other men's attention. You know, if you're single, you know, it could be, you know, drawing attention from people that don't necessarily know you. You know, if you, you know, if you get in a lot of cat calls, you might. OK, let's let's make consistently and not to say somebody can't say, hey, you look beautiful or what have you. But, you know, looking at who the attention is from, I think is really important. So just be mindful of that. Do you have any tips, though, for modesty? I know it's kind of a broad subject, but I feel like we need to try to address it at least. And for me, modesty is kind of hard um, because I grew up mm-hmm. in a very structured religious household, mm-hmm. a Pentecostal church. Yeah. And so everything was, you know, make sure you're covered. You know, dresses had to be yeah. like super long. Yeah. Things like that. I mean, they've kind of eased up a little mm-hmm. bit on some of that. Mm-hmm. And even growing up, I wore a lot of baggy clothes. <laughs> and, like, you could tell yeah. I, I had a shape mm-hmm. that much um, until I got to college and changed my wardrobe a little bit and started wearing clothes that were a little bit more, you know, fitted. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't, I was never really out there, out there. Like, yeah. I was not one of those girls where I was showing, like, you know everything because come on we all have the same body parts why are we trying to show it off mm-hmm, to everybody like mm-hmm. every female has the same body parts we we don't need to yeah show off everything like leave something to the imagination there you go leave something to the imagination people <laughs> say it one more time <laughs> leave something to the imagination <laughs> and so it's okay to wear fitted clothing mm-hmm. like you said um and and it's okay you know because we're women and we can be curvy and you know there's there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. but like you said don't do too much yeah and just be mindful of the type of attention that you are getting that's key um from different Mm -hmm. men Mm -hmm. and even when you're placed in positions where people are looking at you Mm -hmm. you just have to be very mindful of what you're wearing. Yeah. And like if you're busty, maybe you can't be bouncing around too much mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You just yeah. have to be kind of mindful because men are very visual. Very. Christian men, non-Christian yeah. men, they are extremely visual mm-hmm. and you have to be very mindful yeah. of that. And this is a perfect time too where if you have a question and you're not sure to ask somebody you know and that you trust, hey, is this too much? What do you think? You know, like... Don't be afraid to ask for help from your inner. And I say it has to be somebody, you know, and somebody you trust, you know, like that, that inner circle that you feel comfortable with. If, if there's something you have questions about, it doesn't hurt to get other people's feedback or opinions. So. And my husband does a really good job. That's good. He does too. an excellent yeah. job with he helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes shopping sometimes there you go. with me yeah. or he'll shop for me. Yeah. And he likes to buy stuff that, you know, mm-hmm. accentuates my curves. Uh-huh. He, that's why I he said. likes that. Don't that change, Shoya. Don't change. And go that's, ahead. you know, perfectly fine because mm-hmm. it's my husband. Yeah. And I'm going out with my husband and yeah. he says it's okay, then it's yeah. okay. So if anybody else has a problem with it, take it up with him. Cause, that's, yeah. You know, he, that's great. He definitely checks. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, that's maybe not that yes. outfit for this event. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, when you go different places, sometimes those types of clothes is acceptable. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you're not... <laughs> 
Go ahead. Around, you know, when you're on vacation, when you're on vacation, when you're... on the cruise, and nobody knows you. Hey. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. But your, your husband, you bring up a great point. Your husband is a. If you're married, your spouse is a great counterpart to kind of give you feedback and be like, hey, you know, this is too much. This isn't too much. You know, and they're vested, so they're gonna tell you like, hey, that might draw too much attention, or that's just right. You want people. Yes. You want people to know they can. You know, okay, you because they they. Want to know that who they're with is attractive too so yes. you know they're they're great great <laughs> feedback as far as that's concerned so good stuff Troy. good stuff <laughs> all right so <gasps> it's time for our eva moment here we go so what is one thing that our audience can take away from today's discussion just knowing that you can invest in the external outside beauty as much as you want but you just have to make sure that your inner beauty is on point first because that's really what's going to last and that's really what's going to impact your external you know so if there's heart work or soul work or what have you that you need to do to make sure that you're not harboring that you're not um that you're not bitter that you're not you know angry that you're cultivating the fruits of the spirit on a content continual basis you know do that focus on that you know, and then focus on the external, because I guarantee you, once you have your inside on in, inner beauty, I should say, on lock, then it really does shine through. And you'll be like, gosh, you know, I'm in sweats and a T-shirt and they're over here like you're beautiful. Like you just <laughs> because it really does. I'm telling you, when you have that inner confidence and that inner peace, it glows from the inside out. So make sure that you're focusing Amen. on the inner beauty as well. That's a word. Thank you. Thank you, Maya. Very welcome. Here for you. And so our next segment is the segment called Noble Character. Yes. And don't forget, if you want to nominate a woman um, that you want to shout out, give praise Absolutely. to, recognize them or... Um, please go to our website at becomingevatoday.com. Mm -hmm. Go to the tab labeled Noble Character mm -hmm. and fill out the information. Tell us uh, why you want to celebrate that person. Why are they or who? What are they doing to make a difference yeah. in their family, their neighborhood, on their job? So many different things. So please remember to submit those submissions to us so that we can um, give them recognition or, on our becoming Eva show. Yeah. So my noble person of noble character that I want to recognize today is First Lady Michelle Obama. All right. She was married to our forty fourth president, President <laughs> Barack Obama. And as First Lady, Obama served as a role model for women. Mm -hmm. She worked as an advocate for poverty awareness, education, nutrition, mm -hmm. physical activity, and healthy eating. She was yeah. really big on the health, health healthy eating aspect. Yeah. Aspect. She was instrumental in her Healthy Kids Act bill that was passed, which forced schools to provide healthier breakfast lunch options for students to provide with more fresh fruit fruit and vegetables um she's very accomplished mm -hmm. she's a mother of two daughters and an attorney yes yeah. an attorney mm -hmm. so she's very smart very mm -hmm. educated and i think with her pa helping um get that bill passed um i think when kids eat better absolutely they feel yeah. better which helps boost their self-esteem mm -hmm. their confidence mm -hmm. so 
First Lady Michelle Obama, if you're ever listening to this, thank you so much for being beautiful on. on the inside <laughs> and outside. Mm-hmm. And might I <clears throat> might I add, she's very fashionable. Absolutely. Very fashionable. Lady. And what what I love about First Lady Michelle Obama is that she like was not what you would deem to be your typical standard of beauty, but she was so attractive, still is so attractive to the masses. You know, I mean you have this this beautiful, tall, curvy, brown-skinned woman who just set the standard in so many different ways. And she was just unapologetically her, you know. She was super confident in her own skin and her own abilities, still is, you know, and just continues to impact from afar. So excellent, excellent noble character choice. Thank you. My noble character choice is my namesake. For those of you that don't know, I was named after the Dr. Maya Angelou, the late great. And so... um. I chose Maya Angelou because I instantly am reminded of her phenomenal woman poem, the infamous phenomenal woman poem. poem. It's excellent because it really does talk about that beauty from the inside out, you know, and it talks about how, you know, people look at me and they wonder what makes me so beautiful, you know, and it's that inner confidence. It's that inner fortitude that we have as women that once we tap into that and we realize who we are and what we're capable of makes us so beautiful you know so definitely want to shout her out you know the incredible legacy legacy she left in her writings you know in her poetry in her books you know and even just the amount of wisdom that she shared over the years you know I know she was an incredible mentor to people like Oprah Winfrey and Tyler Perry you know I mean just incredible legacy so I gotta shout out my namesake Maya Angelou because she's why I'm a phenomenal one of the reasons I should say why I'm a phenomenal woman Awesome. So, as you know, we like to do our Becoming Eva challenges. Yes, yes. So, this week's Becoming Eva challenge is to create your own beauty regimen Mm -hmm. to consistently look and feel your best. So, is there anything that you're going to modify or add to your beauty regimen? That's a good question. You know, I think I would say for me being more intentional, like this year, you know, my, my 40 for 40 year, Honestly, I'm kind of honing in on some of the external stuff. I think I told you, like, you know, um, during one of our long, deep conversations (laughs) that, you know, for the last five years, I've been just trying to stay alive. So, you know, I spent a lot of time working from home. Now I'm back kind of working in the in the workplace. And so I really am kind of re refocusing, if you will, on some of the external components, you know, trying to upgrade my wardrobe a little bit, you know, um, trying to, you know, expand my horizon as far as hair is concerned and you know um, maybe a little bit as far as makeup but really just trying to upgrade my external to match my internal if you will Um, especially as God is exposing me to more and more platforms so for me I'm going to try to be more intentional with making sure that my external matches my internal does that make sense yes yep so that's me what about you for me, um, I am definitely working on my external mm-hmm. um, this year mm-hmm. and being more intentional with what I'm putting into my mm-hmm. body, what I'm eating, mm-hmm. and I'm making sure to spend more quality time with God. So upping that devotion time. Very with God. good. And I'm definitely working out. Yes. And I'm working on that forgiveness piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you mentioned that earlier about mm-hmm. making sure that we're not harboring any mm-hmm. um, ill feelings. And for me, it took me 34, 
34 years to Mm -hmm. realize that I had unforgiveness Mm -hmm. in my heart for my biological father. Gotcha. And so I've been making steps towards forgiving Mm -hmm. him Mm -hmm. um, because I don't want to, like, if I were to die today, I don't want to go to heaven and be like, oh, wait a minute. I forgot to forgive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot to let something go. Yeah. And so the Holy Spirit kind of brought that up brought that to my attention mm-hmm. that I still had a little bit of unforgiveness in me. And it's kind of like one of those secret sins yeah. that only you know, that yeah. you're, you're harboring it in your spirit, in yeah. your heart. And sometimes we have those secret sins. And, mm-hmm. and when it comes to the forefront, we have to take action and make steps. Because sometimes it's not enough to just say, oh, I forgive this person. But you have to actually make steps. Yeah. Um, to work on your forgiveness. And for me, that started off with um, writing my biological father a letter. That's awesome. Um, So it started off with that. Mm -hmm. And we've been working on... Um, you know, spending quality time together and we've been making some progress. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am definitely working on that forgiveness part because I want my inner man to be fully free mm-hmm. from any ill will, any unforgiveness, um, any secret sins. I want my my spiritual man to be free. That's and huge. so that's what I've been working yeah. on um, as part of my beauty regimen mm-hmm. because I definitely want my inside to um, wow. show Christ yeah. in, in every aspect of my life so that my external will match my internal mm-hmm. like you. So. That's that's huge. I mean, you stepping on landmines again. I feel like we <laughs> we could do a whole episode about forgiveness. We could do a whole episode about daddy issues because Lord knows I had my share of them. You know, it's that's that's just huge. I'm really proud of you because that is a journey. It is really a journey. And we don't realize how it impacts us until we hit a wall. And it's like, okay, why can't I have an effective relationship? Or why, you know, why can't I, you know, engage with this person because I'm harboring something or holding on to something. So kudos to you. Kudos to you. And the last thing I would share too, as far as beauty regimen is having an attitude of gratitude. I think um, gratitude is key. You know, that really, really does help when you have that perspective in life regardless of what's coming at you you know to find a way to thank God in the midst of it I think helps and that kind of goes back to the fruit of the spirit but yeah it just struck me in that when you were talking about it so ladies that's our BE challenge for you to create your own beauty regimen and what does that look like for you from the inside out so share with us share with us we want to hear you know if you want to post it on Facebook if you want to post it on IG if you want to include it on your vision board what have you you know share with if you want to email us you can do it from our website becomingevatoday.com you know you could include it in the Eva mail what have you Um, we want to hear from you like we really really want to hear from you we want to know that you're out there leave it in the comment sections all of that wherever you feel comfortable doing it but we ask that you share it with us because we want to know we want to know we want to know yeah and so next week we'll be focusing on self-love and self-care we're kicking off our month of love y'all so all february through the month of february we're going to be talking about love you know self-love we're going to be talking about dating relationships we're going to be talking about parenting all of that we want to really um dedicate that month to it because love looks different in so many different ways you know depending on the relationship 
relationship, you know, but we felt it necessary to start with self-love. So, yes. yes. So we hope to see you next week. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Yes, please. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook at Becoming Eva one word and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Becoming Eva Today and see you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Click subscribe on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast. Check us out at becomingevatoday.com or email us at becomingevatoday.com. See you next time.